الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر most respected students of deen mothers and sisters last week we had discussed some aspects about the harms and the consequences of ingratitude and in the process also how important it is to be grateful to allah taala for all his nemats all his bounties that there should be no israf and wastage spoke about the consciousness and the care of how we use anything for that matter water electricity and anything else and whether it is at home whether it is somewhere else whether it is the madrasa anywhere for that matter these things are to be used correctly not a drop not a grain to be wasted all these are the nemats of allah tbaraka wa taala before that we had discussed the aspect of shukr and how important it is to be grateful all the time to be expressing the shukr and in that process normally the thing that comes up is the shukr for the bounties and nemats of food and drink so today we will just discuss one hadith which describes what was the approach of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to all these nemats of allah tbaraka wa taala and in particular food what was his approach what kind of importance did he give to having a certain type of meal or a certain standard or in a certain manner So this is also something that links up to the shukr though it might not be something too directly linked but it is linked that to the extent a person has this reality of shukr in their lives to that extent they would be content with whatever Allah tbaraka wa taala has blessed them and to the extent of this contentment is a person happy in this world is a person at peace when there is no contentment or the contentment is low lacking then this is a sure prescription for misery person wants to be miserable then you don't need to do too many things just that you become discontent you become uh, deprived of contentment and that itself is the recipe for misery and this is not something restricted to just food and drink anything everything in life if a person is content then a person is happy if a person is content with what allah taala has blessed one in terms of one's physical abilities one's expertise or to whatever extent somebody has some ability to be able to 
do things, to understand things, somebody more, somebody less, somebody's physical attributes, somebody in terms of their wealth, someone more, someone less. But overall, everybody has something which is above the next person in some way or the other. We will not realize it all the time. But Allah Ta'ala has blessed people in different ways. He has given somebody one thing and given somebody else another thing. Sometimes it appears that a person is down and out, he's got nothing. But that is because he's looking very, very uh, restricted and in a narrow vision. Allah Ta'ala has blessed each one in a different way. But if you have this contentment, then a person will be happy, a person will be peaceful. And a person's life will go very, very comfortably. So in this regard, there is one hadith which Imam Tirmizi rahimahullah has quoted in Shamayla Tirmizi as well. And it is in various other books of hadith. Hazrat Umme Hani radiallahu ta'ala anha, she was in some way related to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And she was living very, very close to the Masjidul Haram, to the Kaaba Sharif. Her house was almost the nearest. When Rasulullah came into Makkah Mukarramah and conquered Makkah Mukarramah. So this was a very momentous occasion. It was a very great occasion. Because this was the time now when the tables turned completely. Up to that point, the Quraysh to some extent had an upper hand. While Nabi Islam was in Makkah Mukarrama, while the Muslims were there, then they were totally under persecution. Then Nabi Islam and the Sahaba made hijrat. But the Quraysh and the people of Makkah, the Mushrikeen of Makkah, they continued to create difficulties and incite the Jews incite other tribes to keep trying to attack the Muslims. They themselves came out so many times to wage war. So all this continued for a long time after Hijrat. And now came the 10th Hijri and Nabi Wasallam finally conquered Makkah Mukarramah. So this was a very great situation, great occasion. And when Makkah Mukarramah was conquered, now the Muslims had the total upper hand. Because all the other tribes also just now subdued themselves and submitted themselves. Because they realize now, now it's all over now. There's nothing else that we can expect that we can have the upper hand. And in a short time, even the Jews surrendered, everything happened. So we can call this, that this was the conquering of the world. Because this laid the platform for that. And then Islam spread throughout the world from there. So this was the conquering of the world. Now this is the occasion. That Nabi Islam has come into Makkah Mukarramah victorious. He has come in a manner that he is now the conqueror of the world. And this too, though this is not directly linked to the subject... But when he came also, how did he enter? He entered riding a camel and his head was bowed low and on his lips was 
the praise of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala alhamdulillahi wahda nasara abda wa hazam al-ahzab wahda all praise is due to Allah ta'ala alone no attention towards oneself I did or I can do or I my achievement or my doing my expertise nothing of that my and I Allah ta'ala did it and we have to keep reminding ourselves of this Sometimes we do well in an examination, then maybe we will get rewarded also. There might be some prize, there might be some certificate, there might be something else. But on these occasions also to remind ourselves, Allah Ta'ala made this happen. Not to get any, allow any pride to come in our hearts, to feel bloated in any way, our minds start floating away, that we are something. No, we didn't do it. Allah Ta'ala made it possible. So to turn in gratitude to Allah Ta'ala, all these occasions are occasions of extra shukr. That a person now has been awarded some prize, person has been uh, given some kind of praise or encouragement for something that the person achieved outwardly. So this is just outwardly we did, but in reality we did nothing. Allah alone did. Nabi Salaam is conquering the world now. This is the conquering of the world, we can call it. Though it's a conquest of Makkah Mukarramah, but this became the platform for the conquering of the world. And Nabi Wasallam at this occasion also, no attention to himself, Alhamdulillahi wahda. All praise is due to Allah Ta'ala alone. Nasara abda. Allah Ta'ala helped his servants. Allah Ta'ala helped. He helped. His help came. Without his help, nothing can happen. Wahazamal ahzaba wahda. Allah Ta'ala conquered all the enemies. Alone. Nothing. We didn't do anything. We turn our attention to Allah Ta'ala alone. And to the extent we can annihilate this ego, that I, I am something, I need to be recognized, I need to be acknowledged, I need to be given that consideration, I mustn't be ignored, I mustn't be just passed by. Until we can until this is in us, we are in a danger zone. And unless and until we crush this ego, we suppress it, we can't really make much progress in getting closer to Allah wa ta'ala and becoming His very special servants. So we take all that I out. Nabi Salaam is coming in this manner in Makkah Mukarramah. Any case, he comes after having uh, entered the place, he then eventually he comes to the house of Umm Hani radiallahu ta'ala anha because she was the closest to the Haram Sharif and then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam takes a ghusl he then performs 8 rakats of salah this was the salah of shukr here again shukr turning to Allah ta'ala Ya Allah you alone did Ya Allah you made this happen what a great occasion and this great force of the kuffar was crushed now there wasn't any bloodshed as such but they had to surrender, they had to just give in now, they knew that they can't do anything. And Nabi Wasallam now has come in this manner, and he now sits after performing that salah, and he now inquires, is there anything to eat? So Umm Hani radiallahu says, that la, no there is nothing. In other words, there's nothing that I can present that befits your position and status. 
The only thing that is available in any case is illa khubzun yabisun wa khallun. Plus two things. What? Two things only. Khubzun yabisun. Dry bread. Not even fresh bread. Dry bread. And the dry bread of that time. So how coarse and hard it would be. So the dry bread is left only. Some dry bread, pieces of dry bread. And what else? And khallun, some vinegar. Who is going to be presented with this? The conqueror of the world. And on this occasion, people when they conquer some small little thing, they just conquered some small task, they overcame some problem, they just made some profit a little bit, or some little thing, and this is a means or a cause for great celebration. And now they must make merry. And there's no stops put to the amount of money that is just then spent. Because it's a cause for now great celebration. What could have been an occasion of greater celebration than the occasion when Nabi Wasallam for him now that he's conquered Makkah Mukarramah. And now this will become the platform for deen now to spread throughout the world. So what could have been a moment of greater celebration than this on the scale that we are talking about? Yet what is the condition now here? Nabi Salaam asks, is there anything to eat? And he is told, no, there is nothing. The only thing that is available is these pieces of dry bread and this vinegar. So, what does Nabi Salaam respond to this? That what? On this occasion, the day of celebration of this nature, I must eat dry bread. And even if it is not an occasion of celebration, my position, my status, and I must eat dry bread, and just vinegar also with that, there is not even any curry, any meal, Nabi Wasallam, his response is, Hati, bring it, come, bring it. Ma akfara baytun min udmin fihi khallun. Nabi Wasallam says that that house wherein there is some vinegar also, then that house has some curry. This is curry enough. In other words, I can dip the bread in this and eat it, no problem. Now can we just judge the situation for a while? Nabi Wasallam says, no, no, bring it, this is very good. If a house has this much, then the house is not poverty stricken. That house has also got food. There's vinegar, that vinegar is gravy. That vinegar is curry now. And I can dip the bread in this vinegar and eat it. Now this is the level of the tawadu and the humility of Nabi Islam as well. This is the level of his contentment. We were speaking about shukar in the past weeks. This shukar is very very closely linked to kanaat and contentment. When a person has contentment, the person has shukr. Then the person is truly grateful for everything because the person is content. This too is come from Allah Ta'ala. This too is a gift from Allah Ta'ala. So I should be content on this. I should be grateful for this also. I should express my gratitude. And he's so happy about it. He's saying, no, no, bring it. And he's praising it. And he's saying, no, this house is, you are saying you got nothing. No, the house that has got vinegar in it to eat, that vinegar also is a meal. Now we may think vinegar and a meal, but Nabi Islam is saying so. So, the one lesson we learn from this Hadith Sharif is, that this contentment that we should have, whatever is presented, you will find in the Ahadith, on many, many Ahadith are mentioned somewhere, Nabi Islam ate some roasted meat. Now it appears to us that, subhanallah, this is something that we must do every day. 
or in some place Nabi Sallallahu it is mentioned that he preferred some, he, he liked some sweet thing. But these are things that when somebody, the occasion happened that somebody brought something and presented it, or somebody, uh, it just happened that this became available in some way, so he accepted it, made the shukr of Allah Ta'ala, took the name of Allah Ta'ala and ate of it. But he never gave any kind of importance that if this is not available, then life can't go on. If this is not available, then a person is sad. Why didn't I have this? A few days pass without certain kind of meal, then there's a problem now that so many days went past and I didn't get certain thing to eat. How can this carry on like this? No. Whatever was available, if nothing was available, he carried on with nothing. Just with dates and water. For days on end, for two months in a row, there is nothing to eat besides dates and water, nothing to cook. Nabi Sassam was content on that as well. And when something was presented that was of a, something that was preferred, some meat was presented sometimes, some milk, some other meal, he ate of that as well. But the bottom line is that contentment, to be content. And that contentment is a prescription for happiness. And that contentment will give rise to sugar. Then a person appreciate even what, whatever it may appear to be, but that too is a ni'mat from Allah Ta'ala. And when a person doesn't have contentment, then everything seems second grade. I got nothing. That is the statement that will come from a person's mouth. I got nothing. I have got nothing. I never had anything. People are doing this and going here and having this and driving in that and living in this and doing whatever. I got nothing. I have gone nowhere and I have received nothing. These are very, very dangerous statements because in one go we are sweeping all the na'mats of Allah Ta'ala aside. Whereas the na'mats of Allah Ta'ala are countless upon us. So that contentment, when that contentment is there, there won't be misery. There won't be depression. There won't be a person feeling that I am deprived because there's so much to be content, to be grateful about and the person is content, then life will carry on very peacefully, very easily. Yes, we are human beings. We will have different situations coming. Our emotions will go sometimes one way or the other. But the more we develop this, the more we will be happy. We got to keep developing it, reminding ourselves of it. Reading about the lives of those who are content. Reading about the virtues of contentment. The very beautiful kitab, Fazail Sadaqat. This is a miracle, this is a karamat. Many a person who read this with an open heart and mind, with the true talab, searching for the correct qualities and for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala after having read this kitab properly and especially read it with their families, read it as talim in the home, this brought a complete turnaround in their mindset. It turned their hearts completely to another direction. And suddenly their lives were now so much more at ease and at peace. Not that suddenly now some wealth started pouring in from the heavens and the sky opened out and started showering down things for them. The outward conditions were still the same. But the heart was at peace. 
because this contentment came in the heart. When a person is content, then the person is very happy. When a person is not content, then this lack of contentment gives rise to all these diseases as well. It also gives rise to a person now getting incited to many evils, many sins, because a person is feeling discontent. So now all shaitan uses this to put waswasas that you do this now, then this will make you happy because the discontent person is feeling miserable. So now in order that person to feel happy now, shaitan misuses this. That you do this, you go here, go and attend this fair and go and read that and chat here and get involved in this and that and the other. All the various things which are distractive, which are destructive, which take a person far away from Allah Ta'ala. Now shaitan will be able to easily push a person in these things. And a content person, the content person is all the time making sugar and therefore close to Allah Ta'ala. And it becomes harder for shaitan to also distract that person. So this is the lesson that we have to embed in our hearts. The lesson of contentment. The lesson of gratitude. And here we find the hadith, Nabi Wasallam is the conqueror of the world. And he's eating these dry pieces of bread. And this vinegar. And he is very very happy about this. And he's saying, subhanallah, this house is not devoid of food. The other lesson we learn here is, that why did Nabi Islam make this statement? He is making the statement to f- make Hani radiallahu feel comfortable, that don't worry, what you have presented is very good. It is not something to feel anything about it, that I didn't have something good enough to present to the Nabi of Allah wa ta'ala, the lesson we learn here is that Nabi Islam is taking care to make the heart of the next person happy. Not to make the person feel any way uh, that I didn't manage to do what was required. No, Nabi Islam is making the person feel happy. How often do we do this? We show acknowledgement. We, show, we should never ever desire that acknowledgement. We should never ever want it. Never ever feel anything if we didn't get it. Because if we do feel something, then there's something, there's a problem somewhere with our ikhlas or with our contact with Allah wa ta'ala. But this is something we should be giving. We should be acknowledging, acknowledging our parents, acknowledging our brothers and sisters, acknowledging others in the household, acknowledging our family members, acknowledging our friends, those who have done anything for us, something small. Somebody said some kind words to us and lifted our spirits. Somebody was good to us in some way, whatever way. All this we must fulfill what is required of us. That we express our gratitude. We show our acknowledgement. It's not just it's there in the heart. No, it must be displayed also that we are truly grateful. The person who does not express gratitude to mankind and is not grateful to them such a person can't truly be grateful to Allah also so both these things go hand in hand one is not to desire these things for ourselves but to also at the same time show the appreciation to others so this is another lesson we learn from here is that Nabi Wasallam is content but is also making has Ummahani radiallahu feel comfortable about it they don't worry there is nothing to think about but you should be happy that fine, you presented something very good. And together with all this we learn that 
The dunya is not things to make a fuss about. We make a fuss about everything. Small, small things, trivial things. No, no. These worldly things, whatever is available, whatever is sometimes for somebody a little bit more, somebody a little bit less, whatever is easily obtainable, available, what makes do with it? And carries on. Many of the things are merely just for the, the greed of the eyes. We see something, we want it. We see something, we must, it must be like that now. Somebody wore something, so I must have that as well. Somebody drove something, so I must have that. Somebody is living in a certain kind of house, so they renovated their house in a certain way, then I too must have it like that. And this just carries on. And now we got that, now we saw something else, because the eyes will keep seeing something on the other here and there. And this greed of the eyes will never ever get finished unless we take that greed out of the heart and stop looking around at what others have. We look at what Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with and be content on that and carry on with life and see how simple life becomes, how happy life becomes, how easy it becomes. But we complicate it for ourselves by looking around the whole world. So this is the lesson that we have to learn, we have to embed in our hearts and minds, we have to practice on the aspect of contentment and the various other lessons that came out of this Hadith Sharif, the lesson of crushing the ego, not having any, giving too much of importance to all these things, whatever is easily available, Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala's fazal, it is a na'mat from Allah Ta'ala, we will use it, we will make shukar, but we don't go out of our way or we don't start making ourselves down and low because we don't have something, because something was not achieved, because something was not obtained. No, that is not our way. That is not what Nabi Islam has taught us. Muslim is easy going and he's happy. He's content. He lives his life very, very easily. Very contented. And in this way he gets closer to Allah wa ta'ala. This qanaat and contentment is a very great wealth. So this is what we should be focusing on. How we can achieve this great wealth of qanaat May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq of acquiring this great wealth. We have to attend one janazah salah. So we'll finish up a little bit earlier today. Allah ta'ala make it that we learn these lessons and embed them in our lives. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallama bima huwa ahlu. ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين برحمته